I do one year at a time. For me, I learned that especially after the back injury. I'm like, one year at a time, you can't predict what's going to happen after that. Um, so at the moment, I'm going to compete at the Games again as an individual, and I want to win the CrossFit Games. <laughs> this is episode number 57 with Annie Thorisarder and Frederick Aginius. Welcome to Pursuing Health. I'm Julie Fouché, medical student and former CrossFit Games athlete. Here, I bring to you information and inspiration from experts and everyday individuals for how to use lifestyle to maximize health. Thank you so much for joining me. Now let's get started with this week's episode. Welcome back to Pursuing Health. In this episode, I sit down with two-time fittest woman on earth, Annie Thoris' daughter, and her longtime boyfriend, who also happens to be a two-time CrossFit Games competitor, Frederick Agidius. We caught up at the Reebok Athlete Summit earlier this year to talk about everything from their backgrounds to how they first met and how they've both evolved in their relationship and as competitors over the years. A little bit about Annie and Fred before we get started. Annie, who's also known as Iceland Annie to many, is a seven-time Reebok CrossFit Games veteran. She stood on the podium four times and won the title of Fittest on Earth in both 2011 and 12. She has a background in gymnastics, pole vaulting, and boot camp, and she made her Games debut in 2009 at the age of 19. Since then, Annie has been a staple in the sport, and she's known to train hard and always compete with a smile on her face. She's battled injuries, including a severe back injury that kept her out of the 2013 CrossFit Games season, and heat stroke that forced her to withdraw in 2015. She owns CrossFit Reykjavik in Reykjavik, Iceland, where she lives and trains with Fred for the majority of the year. Her boyfriend Fred is originally from Copenhagen, Denmark, where he grew up playing the team sports of handball and football. He competed in the Games in 2012 and 13 while working on his engineering degree in biotechnology from the Danish Technological University. Before we get started with our conversation, I have a few quick reminders. First of all, today we're launching a free trial of my online training program through Beyond the Whiteboard, Train with Julie Fouché. With the program, we make it as easy as possible for you to implement training into your busy life, whether you're working out in your garage, a global gym, or at an affiliate. This is the actual training that I do every single day. It fits into five 60-minute sessions each week, and you can compare your times and scores with me on a daily basis. Sign up now through June 13th for access to the program for free for two weeks. I only run these free trials a couple times a year, so this is a great time to check out what we do. Head to trainwithjuliefouché.com for more info and to sign up. Finally, please remember that although I'm now officially a doctor, this podcast is meant to share the experiences of individuals and does not provide medical advice. So with that, let's get started here on episode 57 of Pursuing Health featuring Annie Thorisdotter and Frederick Agidius. Welcome to Pursuing Health. I'm super excited to be here with Annie Thorisdotter and Frederick, you're going to have to tell me how to say your last name. <laughs> Frederick Agidius. Agidius. Okay. I'm sure I've... I've heard it's, that before. It's been and butchered no. many times. Yes, so. but whenever I Thanks see it, asking. I have no idea. <laughs> well, it's so great to sit down with you guys. Thanks for having us. Yeah. yeah. Excited to finally be on a show. I know. We're here on our, unfortunately, our last day in the Bahamas, but it's mm -hmm. been an amazing trip. So it's have you guys so had nice. a good time? Oh, so nice. Also because it's like the opposite in Iceland right now. So oh, getting true. away from 
dark and snow into this yeah. is pretty awesome. So true. So yeah. true. I so started nice. to notice it. And in Cleveland, it's been pretty dark. I haven't seen the sun. The other day, I was standing by the window in the middle of the day and the sun was out. And I was like, wow, I didn't realize <laughs> how much I had been missing this. So it yeah. makes a big difference. Yeah. Just waking up. We like wake up at 6.30, 7 in the morning. It's like, mm-hmm. oh my God, I can't wait to get out. <laughs> at home, you wake up at like 8 and you're like, oh, I dark. could go for staying in bed for a little <laughs> longer. <laughs> so true definitely different so true so so nice haven't gotten a lot of color but i know it either. always takes my time it, it so. takes yeah it's just be sl- patient i would need a couple of more weeks here <laughs> <laughs> it's a slow process <laughs> yeah very slow but i wanted to go back and just talk a little bit about your back both of you your background growing up and with sports and before you even found crossfit kind of what you were involved in and how you set yourself up for success once you found CrossFit? Um, well, I did gymnastics growing up. Uh, did that for eight, nine years, mm-hmm. something like that. So started very early and completely obsessed with it. And, and did you do it through high school too? Or No, I okay. stopped exactly Before. when I started high school. Okay. I stopped and I was like, all right, now I'm done with sports. I'm going to focus on just studying mm-hmm. and yeah, nothing's going to interrupt that. And then I did very little. I did like a little bit of ballet and dance for like one year and I was like I can't do this like I have to do more like I need to train more so I started doing boot camp was like one hour Mm -hmm. like hardcore just body weight Mm -hmm. movements and um, did ballet and gymnastics with that as well Mm -hmm. but all of a sudden I was on like like a school lane with that as well so like if I would have been in a different school like it would have counted for that like I was doing ballet three hours a day wow like six days of the week so all of a sudden it was like oh I'm in an intense program again wow (laughs) I didn't know you did that much ballet that's yeah that's really cool so that was that was really fun I did that for two two years or something Mm -hmm. but I felt like I needed a little bit more so I was always doing boot camp with that as well because I felt like I just wanted to I don't know forget release more yeah <laughs> the intensity <laughs> intensity i need yeah. more intensity i needed more competition right ballet is more like a show and dancing is more like a show i wanted that like competition thrive right um and then i started doing pole vaulting mm-hmm. i did that for a couple of years and i actually had the goal of going to the olympics and wow. pole vaulting um and then i was still that wasn't enough for me doing pole vaulting wasn't enough like i needed more What's it called? Verse, versity? Verticity? Variety? Or, Variety. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess I was always thinking the same thing. <laughs> Sorry, still don't have all the words. <laughs> but you know what's funny? I was actually, I watched a video from back when you were in 2009, the games, Uh-oh. and I didn't realize how little English you knew back then and like how great you are. <laughs> like now you would never know. It's amazing. Thank you. I've gotten a lot better for sure. But yeah, looking at interviews from 2009 and yeah. 10 is like awkward embarrassing <laughs> listening to myself it's like I had fish growing up <laughs> like oh great <laughs> no but yeah I uh, stumbled up on a CrossFit competition 2009 yeah and won in and actually got a spot at the CrossFit Games so I had about two months to kind of get ready for the games yeah. and see what it was all about so I started learning a little bit of the Olympic lifts a little bit of like the CrossFit gymnastics yeah. and those things and then I competed at the games and I fell in love with it. I was like, this is 
exactly what I've been looking for. Like during the dance and during the pole vaulting, there was always something missing. Mm-hmm. And then in CrossFit, like you have everything. everything. You can't yeah. get bored. You're constantly pushing yourself. There's constantly something you have to work on. Mm-hmm. And if you get a little bit tired of this, then you start doing the other. Like right. there's always something that you want to do when you get to the gym. Right. Uh, so I love that from from gymnastics too because and track because I did gymnastics and track too and it was nice because you could go and do a track workout but I didn't want to do track workouts every day yeah and so you could I love that you can still do those kind of workouts but you're getting so much more variety exactly so true so you can keep on working on those things but then you have yeah other things when you when you plateau and like mm-hmm. aren't getting better at one specific thing then you can get better at something else right. like there's always something that you keep on improving so it true what do you think it was that because it was a big trip for you to come all the way over to California just for that competition without knowing much about it. Yeah. So what do you think it was that intrigued you to actually to go go for it? Yeah. Oh, what intrigued me was just that I got to go to the States. <laughs> <laughs> was that your was first like, time? Uh, no, I've been to the States before. Okay. But I loved it. Okay. So I was like, this is going to be like a holiday. And <laughs> my parents were going to support game. me and like pay yeah. for the trip. I was like, Dude, I'm going. That's so cool. <laughs> and it's just going to be fun. So And then totally changed your life. Totally changed right my there. life. Pushed my Olympic dreams away. And I was like, I'm doing the CrossFit Games. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. Yeah. That's amazing. What about you, Frederick? So for me, I, uh, I started out playing team sports. Okay. Um, I was in handball, European handball. Oh, um, cool. For 13 years. Um, played in Division One in Denmark. I picked up American football as well when I was 14. Wow. So played both sports side by side. So there was a lot of time spent on the on the practice field. Is that big in Europe or Um American football is is growing. It's okay. not like it's not something you would call a big sport, but right. for a small sport it is a large. It's a larger one of the smaller sports, okay. yes. Um <laughs> on the scale there. <laughs> exactly. Um so uh I played football up until uh I was 22. Mm-hmm. Um and we were introduced to CrossFit in one of our off seasons um, with our football team. So we brought the entire squad down there, 45 people, um, wow. and was led through a range of different CrossFit workouts, more CrossFit football inspired than, mm-hmm. than actual CrossFit. Um, but I, I love the mythology and me and a couple of my friends stuck it out after the, the 10 week off season program. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've always been extremely competitive and being in a team environment you rely on your teammates to have that same competitive drive. Mm-hmm. And given that American football wasn't as um, competitive as I wanted it to be in Denmark, mm-hmm. um, there were a lot of slackers that could get away with it because they were f- they were physically superior, Okay, even though they didn't put in work. Um, so for me, getting into CrossFit allowed me to basically put in all the all the hard work that I wanted mm-hmm. and the results of my hard work would show mm-hmm. like I didn't have to rely on 10 other people on the field right. for me to do well um, and I think that's what that's what drove me to uh, to continue uh, my uh, my path in CrossFit mm-hmm. that's interesting because coming from like for us coming from individual sports that's all we know but yeah. coming from team sport it's totally different a very different experience competing you I mean all you have to rely on is yourself but then also, um, in that sense, you don't have to depend on other people. So, I think for you guys have a, have a big advantage in that you've you've dealt with a lot of that pressure of just being you alone out mm-hmm. there on the field of play. Um, I think that's something that's extremely important in CrossFit. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody who makes it to the CrossFit Games are incredible athletes. Um, but the selected few that sets themselves apart, those are the ones that have that like that mental 
capacity to overcome all the obstacles mm-hmm. that uh, that they're faced with out there. And I'm not saying it's it's all the people that have a background in individual sports, but there is a like a, a clear majority of people that have already dealt with all those emotions before. Right. So I think it's definitely an advantage for you guys. Yeah, you think about just how many meets you've done growing up and just how much over time that prepares you. Or I mean, it's very similar to gymnastics meet where there's multiple events and you're yeah. doing them all by yourself. Mm-hmm. But I noticed, I mean, there's some people who are amazing in training and then once they get on the competition floor, everything changes just because they're not used to being in that environment. Exactly. exactly yeah. And that's where the competition experience, like, yeah, experience comes in. Yeah. And I think even though we did like individual sports growing up, I definitely needed like a little bit experience. Oh yeah. Um, in CrossFit competitions, it definitely helped. Like I went to the games 2009 and I didn't think it was uncomfortable at all because mm-hmm. I was used to doing events by myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then throughout the year, I think it's almost not enough for me just to do the open regionals mm. and then the games. I think it's really nice to have one or two other, even if it's just small competitions in mm-hmm. there, just to get that like, right? yeah, this is the feeling I want to have. Yeah, like this is this is the drive and the nerves, like right. the, it's in the right place. Like I always get nervous before I compete, oh, yeah. but it's a question of how nervous you want to get. And I think having a couple of, couple of extra competitions mm-hmm. throughout the year gives you that like confidence, like, yes, this is how I want to feel before I go and compete. So true. So true. And hard, to, but hard to find that balance. I know there's been years where there's been a million off season competitions and people oh, have done yeah. so many. And then sometimes it's, you know, detrimental, but then other times I think doing one or two is definitely helpful to prepare. I agree. I usually don't do hardly any of mm-hmm. the ones here in the States or like those, there's so many, there's so many now. and it's so hard to pick. So it's like picking something that you're interested in or fits exactly within right. the schedule or where I want to travel or right. even just a local competition at home or something. Mm-hmm. It's just nice to have it in there. Absolutely. So how did you guys meet? Oh, we met at regionals. <laughs> Back in, in 2010 in Sweden. Yeah. Oh, wow. So that was the first regional? That was the first, like, first year regionals. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, and then that was your second year competing, your first year competing, Fred? Yes, that was my first year. Wow. And then was it like love at first sight or what <laughs> happened? <laughs> well, we actually didn't really talk throughout <laughs> the entire weekend. We didn't talk to weekend. each other at all that weekend. Really? Um, it wasn't until like after the competition. Okay. We had a mutual friend. Okay. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of how we started talking. We didn't start dating until like end of that year, mm. really. So like half a year later. Okay. After all the Facebook messages, it <laughs> makes it difficult. Like he's in Denmark, I'm in Iceland. Right. It's like, it's not that close. No, no it's not, not that close. Not it's not that easy to jump on a date. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a lot of talking, getting to know each other a little bit beforehand. And right. Then, yeah. That's then awesome. all of a sudden... He came to Iceland. It was an inter- interesting experiment, <laughs> yeah, because you don't just do like a one-day trip to Iceland. So right. Oh. I think the first trip I, I, I took to Iceland was six days. So yeah. like okay. that's... It's a lot of together time that's for a, lot a first of together date. Time, exactly. <laughs> if it doesn't work out, like you're stuck on an island in the middle of the ocean. Well, we had gone on a couple of days before that. Okay. I had gone to Sweden for a competition. He came to meet me. Okay. And then I had gone to Copenhagen for like a seminar. Okay. I was teaching... Uh, level Level ones and we like met up and then yeah all of a sudden we had the fastest tour of sightseeing downtown Copenhagen (laughs) ever 
We're I was so nervous. <laughs> yeah, like you see everything. Turfdown on Copenhagen. It was like a jog almost. <laughs> it was so fast. Kind <laughs> of get your workout in while uh, you're sightseeing. Yeah. Oh, that's was, awesome. That was good. And then he came to Iceland, stayed there for like five, six days. And yeah, then it's all in because I still lived at my parents. Mm-hmm. So... It wasn't just like meeting my parents for dinner one time. Yeah. He stayed in the same place as my parents. Wow. <laughs> so That's intimidating. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> well, clearly it worked out well. So. Yeah, it worked out really good. <laughs> That's good. And then you guys have been kind of back and forth, right? Between Denmark and Iceland. Yeah. And now you're more settling. Well, he was finishing school. I was school. finishing up okay. school. Um, mm-hmm. So we spent a significant amount of time there because I couldn't, I couldn't take a lot right. of time off school. And right. I, I still wanted to, to have any there. So you were in Denmark for six, six, eight months or so. Yeah. Uh, while I was finishing up at uh, at my engineering degree, and then uh, once that was all all done and settled, we had mm-hmm. a little more flexibility. Spent some time in New York, some time in Iceland, and still have an apartment in Denmark. So we're a little bit all over the place, but mostly in Iceland at okay. the moment. Yeah. It's really okay. nice to have like that base. Yeah. Just a different home base. places. Mm-hmm. We yeah we have our own apartment in Iceland, mm-hmm. so that's kind of our home base at the moment but then we're renting a place in Denmark so mm-hmm. we always have like Somewhere we can always stay. go yeah. there so it's easy to go and see his family and I think that's really important mm-hmm. just so that it never becomes like an issue going to Denmark right uh and then we were in New York for a few months and we loved it there uh so it's really nice that our friend has an apartment there that mm-hmm. we can stay at every time we want to go and visit New York. So usually when we go to the States, we try to fly through New York yeah. and like stay a couple of nights, meet up with friends. And yeah, so I feel so fortunate to have so many places that I just love going mm-hmm. to and staying at and kind of feel like I have a home in all of them. That's awesome. And that you guys can go together. That's exactly. so nice. That makes it a lot more fun. Yeah. <laughs> makes traveling so much more fun. Definitely. <laughs> Those 10 plus hour flights, at least you have someone with you going through the misery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a long trip. That's yeah. a long trip. So, Fred, when did you finish your school? I finished back in uh, in late 2014. Okay. Um, so I have an engineering degree, and then. Uh, what type of engineering, or is it a general? Uh, it's it's in biotechnology. Oh, okay. Um, so it's a civil engineering degree from uh, from the Danish Technological University. Wow. So specializing in in uh, in bacteria mainly. That's so cool. So nothing to do with what I'm doing right now, <laughs> but hopefully I'll I'll get back into that later. You think eventually you'll go back and use it somehow? I will. Like I've like also from a, a training perspective, I'm I'm very interested in in all the science behind it. Okay. Um. So I did a couple of projects at the University of Copenhagen that actually linked um linked me into the sports science world. Oh, nice. Um. So I'm I'm gonna try to see if I can can make my education worthwhile like down that <laughs> down that stretch, at some point once I'm done with all this all this fitness stuff at the highest level right that's amazing it's so cool to hear i think there's so many people games athletes that you don't even know that have really interesting educational backgrounds mm-hmm. but yeah. you know that maybe you know it'll be interesting to see what people do with it someday when they're done you i know, agree competing or doing all this because i feel like stuff. there's there's still <laughs> such a big gap left there like within the, the the crossfit world to investigate what yeah what this kind of physical regime actually do to you like oh. i know there are a lot of variables but there's mm-hmm. so much you can you can still investigate absolutely and i think that would build a lot of credibility to the mythology compared to right now where there's just a lot of people saying like this right this there's not really a lot works. of of hard data or research to back or no. i mean there's a lot of evidence anecdotally and you know by seeing the results that we're yeah. getting but 
um, it's true. It would be great to see more. Something that's not just empirical. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to see that. So I hope that more and more athletes are going to go down that path because mm-hmm. you can tell that even though they have a background in something else that they're so dedicated to right. this. Um, so it's only a matter of somebody giving them the opportunity to pursue this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope somebody will will decide to fund some of these studies because I think it would be extremely interesting to follow up on. Absolutely. Absolutely. What about you, Annie? So it's interesting <laughs> because we both started, I started after you, but we both started out and I know you were thinking about going into medicine. Yeah. I, when I started, I was already like well down the path. So there was really <laughs> no turning back for me, but I wonder, I tell people this all the time. I wonder if I had found CrossFit a few years earlier, I probably wouldn't have started medical school. You know, I probably would have waited. So yeah, that's kind of, it's so funny when people ask me like yeah. that question, what would you be doing if you wouldn't have found CrossFit? Yeah. I've been doing CrossFit. Like I know exactly what I would be doing. <laughs> I will be on my last year in medical school in Iceland mm-hmm. <laughs> because me and my girlfriend, we did everything together okay. and we definitely would have been, she's about to finish now. So I'll be finishing now. And it's really weird to think about that. Yeah. Um, I don't regret any mm-hmm. decisions. Like this is what I want to do. I've taken a few courses that are going to help in case I will go into medicine. Mm-hmm. Then I've done some of those base courses just like with CrossFit. Then I do right. one course more in chemistry and one in biology and whatever just to get a few right. few in there uh and also just not forget how to study <laughs> right it's oh my gosh it's hard even when I yeah. took one year off it was so hard to get back into like the routine. I can't imagine yeah. I think it's gonna be really hard for me when I decide to go back to school mm-hmm. to like go full-time school uh it's definitely gonna take a few months to just get to used adjust. to it yeah. but I'm still it is something that I am kind of excited to do. Mm-hmm. I definitely want to keep on doing CrossFit mm-hmm. until I don't don't feel like doing that anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I I do want to go back to school. I want to finish some some education. I'm not sure if it's going to be a doctor anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I want to do. I've been doing a few courses in just like sports psychology or oh, like cool. seminars and so on, just to try to learn more about that. I'm yeah. really interested in how. Oh, that works and that fits so well into what I'm doing at the Absolutely. moment. And I think that's why I'm so interested in it. Um, so you never know. I think like, I don't know what I want to do. Maybe even a dentist. No. <laughs> <laughs> Their like, possibilities are endless. New. <laughs> but I yeah. do know that I want to travel a little bit and do a few seminars and just mm-hmm. with the things that have helped me, like mm-hmm. that positive attitude and how you can affect your life, not just like in fitness, but just mm-hmm. in general yes. with trying to push away all the small things that irritate you. And it's crazy how many small things can affect people. It's so and true. if you can learn to like just block those out and appreciate the things that are around you, mm-hmm. that's, yeah, that's something that I'm really interested in and hopefully something that I'm going to pursue and with something else as well. I that's don't know awesome. what that something else is going to be. <laughs> What do you think are some of the other, like, you know, don't sweat the small stuff, but what do you think are some of the other things that you've learned through years of competing in CrossFit that maybe you didn't know five or six years ago? Oof. Or just, you know, attitude things or ways that you approach things mentally? Well, at the moment, or what I feel like was a big difference for me, I was always thinking about just winning the CrossFit Games. Mm-hmm. Like, that was the only thing that mattered to me mm-hmm. was to win the CrossFit Games, and that was my focus, and that that's really hard to have that as the focus. Mm-hmm. And, yes, that can be your goal, 
and that's still my goal mm-hmm. but then once you come into the competition there's a lot of pressure riding on just that One goal. yeah that moment so now like when i approach it is yes my goal is to win across the games but the only results that i can affect is my own results mm-hmm. i can't I can't affect how all the other girls are going to do. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, and what I need to just believe in is that my training, what I've been doing is going to be enough. And hopefully that's going to get me to the top of the podium. If it doesn't, then someone else was just better. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing I can do about that. All I can do is just try to perform as well as I can do. Mm-hmm. And more focusing on one event at a time instead of always thinking about that end result. Right. And I think that changed how I felt during the CrossFit Games. Like 2012, I was miserable throughout the CrossFit Games. Mm-hmm. I didn't do that well in the first events. And then I did really bad on that like track bar muscle up event. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm not going to, I don't stand a chance of winning the games anymore. I'm so far down the leaderboard. Because right. all you're thinking about is that end goal. Instead. So this yeah. is done. Like I can just as well quit. And that's like a horrible attitude <laughs> to have going into the games there because I looked at everything other than first place was going to be a disappointment mm-hmm. because I had won the games before. So if I win and win now, that means I've gotten worse. Mm-hmm. And I'm not willing to do that. So this sucks. I've worked <laughs> so hard for it. I'm just going to stop. <laughs> and then I was like, all right, whatever. I'm not going to win the games. I just decided <laughs> I'm not going to win the games. So I'm just going to try to show people how good I am. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to try to win the rest of the events. I'm like... This event looks awesome. I'm going to do as good as I can yeah. on this event. And then finally, I felt like I found found like that drive and fire again, like enjoying being on the competition floor, enjoying walking out there, like trying to experience and remember like the feeling when you walk out, you know, mm-hmm. the feeling when you walk out into that tennis stadium, yes. like, I don't know, there's nothing to describe that. Right. It's so magical. It's, it's yeah, it's so emotional mm-hmm. and it's like your heart rate is going so crazy and you're so excited to just start. You're like, come on, just let me out. Just let me, let me get going. <laughs> let me show you what I can do with that yeah. barbell. <laughs> but like enjoying those moments. And like, I feel like I remember so much more mm-hmm. of the games after I started doing that. So that's, that was like a huge change in the way that I was thinking mm-hmm. was the way I started thinking after I thought I couldn't win the games anymore. Like when I thought it was done, mm-hmm. all of a sudden it was so much more fun and I started doing so much better and actually ended up winning. So yeah. that was like the pinnacle of it. Right. But that wasn't really what I was focusing on anymore. That's, that's a bonus. So that's amazing. So it was that 2012 year that you think was a big shift in. That was a big shift mentally it. for me. Yeah. Where I got to know myself a lot better. Mm-hmm. Frederick, what has it been like for you to watch Annie over the years and how she approaches competition? It's obviously very, very emotional being on the sideline. Yeah. Like once you're when you're out there on the competition floor, you can actually affect the outcome. Yeah. When you're standing there on the sideline as a coach, like there is nothing you can do mm-hmm. besides crossing your fingers and hoping that everything <laughs> will go will go well. Um, but I've definitely seen a change in her uh, since the the first years of competition, um, and she's taken that change on the competition floor. Uh, outside mm-hmm. uh, as well and you can tell that she's she's changed her mindset and and trying to enjoy each moment a little bit more mm-hmm. like focusing on just doing the best she can 
uh, at the task at hand mm-hmm. instead of focusing on that end goal. Like right. there's no doubt it helps to to know where you're going. But if that's the only thing you have in your mind, you're going to miss some steps yeah. along the way. Um, and I think it's it's helped helped her find find calm. Um, not necessarily comparing herself to everybody else around her, but mm-hmm. just to where she needs to be at this given moment in time. Mm-hmm. And as a competitor, I think that's incredibly important, but even more so as a human being. Um, it's so easy to just look at the look at all the darkness out there, especially mm-hmm. given that you're from, from Iceland, it's dark <laughs> like nine months of the year. <laughs> so it's very easy to get very negative and yeah. focus on, on the small things that are not going your way. But right. uh, she's done a great job trying to turn that around. And I think in turn, that's that's something that she could she could uh, teach other people Absolutely. as well. Uh, like that smile on the competition floor, like back in, in 12, it yeah. might have been forced. Uh, but now it's real. Yeah. Um, and those emotions are something that a lot of people could, could learn from and apply in daily life. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think they always say sport teaches you about life, but I think competing at CrossFit is the ultimate. Like, yeah. you learn things so quickly because you just don't have, you know, it's you're constantly put into uncomfortable situations. You're constantly having to adjust and evolve. And, and you never know what's going to be thrown at right. you. I'm definitely not perfect. Like, I still have so many things to work on, and I still have those, like, moments where I'm like, why am I doing this? (laughs) Right. I think everyone has had that thing. Right. When you're in the middle of the ocean and getting kicked, you're like, what am I doing here? (laughs) Why am I doing this? So true. Like, yeah, there's definitely, I feel like I've learned so much in those Mm -hmm. few years doing CrossFit. Um, Yeah. Even like my back injury, mm-hmm. I felt like I learned so much about yes. myself and about my body, about the community. Right. Like, it's and those then, setbacks, you know, they yeah. teach you so much more because you're forced, you know, when things are all butterflies and rainbows, it's easy to just keep doing it's what you're doing. It's very easy but to keep on smiling yeah. and be like, oh, this is fine and this is easy right. and <laughs> all of that. Yeah. It's those heart moments that mm-hmm. actually teach you the most. Absolutely. I know. It irritated me a lot when people kept on saying that when I was going through that back injury. It's like, I'd much rather learn it with a less severe <laughs> injury right. and just learn it. But I do, I do think they were right. And I feel like I learned so much going through that. Mm-hmm. And the same thing, getting the heat stroke at the games, I felt like I learned again mm-hmm. so much about myself. Again, I didn't feel like I had to learn it, mm-hmm. but <laughs> if you have to look at the positives, yeah. I, I do feel like I grew from that as well. So it's, there's all of those, there are so many crazy things that you experience at the games and oh, yeah. I think they built, built you up as a person and as a character. It's What do you think was your most difficult moment at the games or was there a time where you thought? Just in general? It, yeah. Uh, I think my most difficult moment was probably during Marfa the games. Yeah. Like, that looked like a lot of people's most difficult yeah. moment. That was hard to watch. Like that's something that I would like to just forget. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it is it's definitely something that stands out yeah. uh in memory. What is it like for you guys to compete together? Because you know, I know when I'm competing I need someone to be there to support me but if your significant other is also competing and going through it how do you guys handle that it's definitely uh it's definitely a tough one to uh to figure out um we've always had a, like at least in from my perspective had a very clear line like i know that 
what matters the most is Annie's performance. And I think that is <laughs> that has honestly helped me That's tremendously amazing. because so... I don't have any time to get nervous because mm-hmm. she is over the moon nervous all the time. <laughs> so I have to so con- I have to convince her him out right. with being nervous. So that's how we so turn he it doesn't into even have time. He, he can't even worry. <laughs> no, he doesn't have time to do it himself. Yeah. So So for me welcome. to actually put that like try to calm her down, put that into words like because I can listen to that at the same time. Yeah. So it's uh, it's mutually like a, beneficial. Yeah. But we have a, we have a great team around us um, to give us the support we need when we're both competing. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is yeah. no doubt that it is tough because um, we're each other's biggest supporters and yeah. and uh, we're great at calming each other down. So if there is a time where the other person is not present, mm-hmm. like it definitely brings a little extra nerves right. out there. I still think probably for me the hardest thing is when we're competing together, like the females go and we finish mm-hmm. all the female stuff and then the men go and finish all the men's stuff. But that means that our days become so much longer mm. than the yeah. competition because the girls might not have to start until a certain time and right. then we might be done two hours earlier than the guys and then all the girls go home while I'm still there and I'm still worrying Nervous, and stressing yeah. for him and wanted to be there. So I feel like our days become significantly longer. They do. That's true. But on the positive side, I feel like having someone that is going through the same thing mm-hmm. and experiencing it together is something amazing mm-hmm. that I really enjoy. Right. And also, like, when we've been at the games together, going to the dinners together, like, we have such a big support that we have from each other. We can be in the athlete tent together. Right. Instead of that coach-athlete relationship that mm-hmm. comes up. But... um so I feel like there's a lot of pros and there's right. a lot of cons, but in the end, I think it zeroes itself out. <laughs> it just works so, out. Or ends up on the pro side. On if the pro side. I, so. I think it's yeah, working for you. So I think so. Regionals is usually pretty easy in my mind. Okay. Like I feel like I can watch him a little bit more because... Yeah, it just sometimes it feels easier. It's not as it's a more intense. common. Environment. Yeah, you know yeah. what to expect. It's everything not so is in crazy. the same venue. Yeah. <laughs> everything like follows that same routine. Right. You know all the events beforehand, mm-hmm. so I know exactly how he has done in training. He mm-hmm. knows how I've done in training, so we can more focus on just ourselves. Yep. And like I said, we have an awesome coach behind us. Yami Tikkanen has been working with me since 2010 and with both of us since 2011. So we have a long relationship mm-hmm. with him as well. And he knows us as characters and what we need. Mm-hmm. And then the same, we have like a physio Matthew from Matthew Martin from London that okay. comes to all of our events and makes sure that the bodies are feeling good. So there's right. not a lot of things that we have to think about other than just eating right. and recovering. And then going out and doing what we do in training. That's amazing. So that that makes that easier. It's more the games that get difficult when we're mm-hmm. both competing there. Sure. <laughs> so do you both do almost the same programming or do you have differences in the training that there you do? There are slight differences, but um, 95% of it is going to be the same. Because um, we're like both of that believe that it matters more how you do things than mm-hmm. exactly what you do. Mm-hmm. Like We have full confidence that our coach is having us do the right things mm-hmm. um, and having a training partner who's going through the same thing every single day mm-hmm. um, is crucial. Like I could not, um, 
recommend that enough like for people out it's there so instead true. there are so many people that are so stuck in their ways having to follow their own mm-hmm. their own program mm-hmm. um but find people that push you right not necessarily like a competition setting every day but find people that make you better and mm-hmm. stick with it it's so true i had there was a couple of years where I had a consistent training partner who would do all my workouts with me. And then one year in there where I was mostly training by myself and the difference was like night and day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. Just that pull almost to like go to the gym. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it just makes it easier. Even if yeah. some mornings we'd go at 7am or 630. And if, if that, if that person wasn't going to be there, I know I wouldn't be at the gym that no, early. Exactly. And I definitely wouldn't be pushing myself that hard and then it might take longer warming up or right. whatever if you just by yourself you're right. chilling and then and then once they know the you session yeah becomes so long and then it's like ah, oh, maybe i shouldn't do all of this right like if you have a training partner it's like oh we're doing this first right now we're doing this right and even for us i think it well it helps a lot that we're always pushing each other but even we have a lot of good training partners in Iceland mm-hmm. that train with us. And in oh, Denmark, they train with us. And then in New York, the same thing. We have like really good competition. Mm-hmm. And what I feel like is the most important there is that the people that we train with are like, they're so driven. They're so positive right. and they're excited about training. And I think that gives almost more than having someone that's going to push you a little bit more in the workout having someone that's like oh yeah no no no, we're doing this oh my god I can't wait to do that workout like right. I think that that makes a big difference so true that environment is so yeah. key or and once your training partners know you pretty well they know when to push you or when to say exactly no you're doing that again or you're adding five more pounds because I know <laughs> you can do it um, yeah it makes such a difference over time I agree that's awesome I think that's that's really important it is so the plan what is the plan you guys gonna you said keep competing until it's not fun anymore or until I do one year at a time. Yeah. For me, I learned that especially after the back injury. I'm like, one year at a time, yeah. you can't predict what's gonna happen after that. Um so at the moment I'm gonna compete at the games again as an individual and I wanna win the CrossFit Games. <laughs> not much has changed. <laughs> not, no, there's not a lot that has changed there. <laughs> That's still on the top of the goal list. Yeah. Um so yeah, full net I never know what's going to be after that. I do know that at some point I'm going to want to go team because mm-hmm. like we were talking about before, I've never done team yeah. sport and I think it would be awesome to like have someone to right. experience it with. And that would like, be a unique thing for both of you to be individual competitors and then compete together as well on a team. Mm-hmm. That would be so cool. I think that would be really fun. Yeah. We, uh, we had two opportunities to do so at the invitational in, 13 yeah uh 12 and 13 but we just set set that season out <laughs> like i hurt my i hurt my back okay in uh, 2012 in 12, where we were both supposed to be competing together and then uh. she was hurt in 13 so we have to this date still not managed to be on the same team together so i'm no. very excited for that to happen at some point yeah that'll hopefully that will happen this year i'll win the games frederick will be top 10 of the games win the games and we can retire happy and go yeah. team. Happily ever after. <laughs> and then we'll go exactly. to invitationals together and then we'll do a team together. <laughs> Perfect. I yeah. can see it now. Awesome. Well, I want to finish with three questions I ask everyone. Okay. So first one, and you can answer together or separately. It's totally up to you. First one is three things that you do on a regular basis that have the biggest positive impact on your health. For me, that will probably be getting enough sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, It would be... 
making sure that I get a proper breakfast. Uh, and then that I every day do something to increase like mobility or flexibility. Okay. How much sleep do you get? We aim to get eight and a half hours plus. plus. That's Mm -hmm. great. So important for recovery. I think for me, it's the sleep. Mm -hmm. I need that for recovery. Mm -hmm. Like it is crazy. If I don't get enough sleep, then my back is stiff and my knees are tight. And then when I sleep for long enough, I'm ready to train. Like, mm-hmm. so that's probably like the number one thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, then I think making sure that I eat enough throughout the day. That's something that I'm working on. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with drinking, making sure that I drink enough throughout the day. Right. That's uh, like, it just seems to be such a struggle. For it you. seems to be really hard <laughs> for me. Not drinking enough All water. of a sudden, like the, in the evenings, like I have not had more than like a liter of water today wow. or whatever. And with all the training that you do, that's definitely not enough. Yeah. And then I don't want to drink too much in the evening because then I'm going to be waking up in the night <laughs> on your bathroom. And that's going to ruin my sleep. So <laughs> it's an evil circle. So hard, yes. <laughs> the issues I have. <laughs> no, that's probably, that's something I'm really working on. <laughs> okay. That's good. And do you guys do anything specific for mobility or stretching or? Uh, well, we have the massage bends out. Every night, yeah, do like a little nice. bit of grass and some mashing. So that's usually like the. We don't use it quite enough. Not but a, not enough. No. We but. use it. We do a lot of grass then. Okay. I feel like that helps. I used to have. I love saying that I used to have knee issues. <laughs> <laughs> I used to have pretty tight knees, and yeah. they tend to tighten up if I don't stretch the quads enough. I just have long femurs. Yeah. So I need to stretch a lot, and I always stretch in the evenings and use the compacts or something to like get the blood flow, but mm-hmm. then the grass and tools or the hot grips tools that mm-hmm. we use are like, I did not believe in this stuff, mm-hmm. but it works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At least for me, it makes such a big difference. Yeah. So just like doing that in the evening, like 10, 15 minutes on my legs, on the shoulders, if they're getting tight. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I can just do in front of the TV, which I like. Right. And I feel like, I feel like I'm doing something that's going to make my training better the day after. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's good. I yeah. love the hot grips. I used a lot for my Achilles when I was rehabbing and that helped so much. It's crazy how mm-hmm. much it can help. It's great. We even, before we got the hot grip tools, we were like using spoons and knives. <laughs> <laughs> we like said, I was like, oh, can you do my forearms? <laughs> and he would like be there with the spoon doing my forearms. <laughs> Well, I'm uh, glad you got the right now tools. Now we got now. the right tools for it. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Okay, my next question is one thing that you think would have a positive impact, but you just have a hard time implementing it or it's hard to do on a regular basis. I think for both of us getting like regular blood tests just to mm. make sure that like the nutrition is on point. It's it's something that is like it's so crucial what you put into your body mm-hmm. and to make sure that you actually respond well enough. Like even if I would eat perfectly for me. That might not be perfect for Annie. And given right. that we're spending every waking moment <laughs> together, yeah. um, that might need, we might need to make some adjustments. And right. that's something that should be relatively simple to do, not take a lot of time, but just for some reason, there seems to be a hurdle for us to actually yeah. get there. What is your general approach to nutrition? Like we try just to, like in general, just try to eat healthy. Like we just recently started measuring our food again just to okay. make sure that we would get enough calories. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was more to figure out if what we were eating, because we believe what we were eating was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Just making sure that it was still 
the right amount of calories that mm-hmm. we were getting in throughout the day. Yeah, so it's not like we're eating like strict paleo or anything like mm-hmm. that. Like we don't eat a lot of bread, not a lot of pasta. Try to try to get we us never eat pasta. Never eat pasta. <laughs> I miss lasagna. So sad. <laughs> yeah, it is so sad. I had the mac and cheese yesterday. It was amazing. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that looked really good. <laughs> no, but yeah. Like you so said, we cook most of our meals ourselves, okay. especially when we're in Iceland. That's like, we so do nice. everything ourselves. Uh, there's one restaurant that we go to that has, like, these salad bowls mm-hmm. glow that we eat at least once a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that helps out a lot. But otherwise, he's very good in the kitchen. I'm learning. <laughs> I can make breakfast <laughs> really well. <laughs> breakfast is you just, yeah, just stick to breakfast. Really let him do dinner. Oatmeal and fried eggs. <laughs> yes. Done. I crush it. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's very good that he enjoys it because mm-hmm. then he will read up on more recipes. Otherwise, I'm I love having Mexican food. Oh, like, so good. Just the Mexican spice and rice and I'm happy. Like <laughs> that's my go-to keep it meal. Simple, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I keep it simple, but it's so good and I don't get tired of it. But it is nice to have a mix in there every once a in a while. A variety, yeah. But yeah, it's we in we eat healthy. Mm-hmm. There's just a question if we're eating enough or getting enough carbs mm-hmm. or enough fat or whatever. And mm-hmm. yeah, that's why we started measuring a little bit more now. That's good. Do you try to shoot for a 40, 30, 30 breakdown or is there a specific? A little, a little higher on the, a little higher on the carbs. Okay. Um, we do a lot of like longer pieces, mm-hmm. uh, especially during the off season. So mm-hmm. we need to fuel up just a little bit, a little okay. bit more. So it's probably around 50% on the carbs. Good. Nice. Last question is, what does a healthy life look like to you? To me, it's just being able to do what you love to do. Like mm-hmm. being able to move around, uh, not need any assistance to do the things that you would do on a on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Um, especially as you grow older, just having the muscle mass to be able to support your, your body. Mm-hmm. Like being able to move around and, and, and do all the things that you want to do. Yeah. Like you see your like some like we all have grandparents and some of them are like still active like out playing golf like out walking their dogs and mm-hmm. then like the other half of the grandparents are just like these like big lazy couch potatoes and it's <laughs> clear at least to me to see like which ones are are happier yeah <laughs> even though they both yeah. both might be smiling like there's definitely a significant significant difference Absolutely. the other ones just don't know any better they don't no. know right. they don't know how it how could be exactly and I think exactly. that goes for a lot of people. I think they think they feel really good, mm-hmm. but once they might change their diet and their lifestyle, I'm not saying that people should be doing, no one should be doing CrossFit to the extent that we're doing it. Right. Like <laughs> everyone that does professional sports do too much of it, right. like mm-hmm. in all sports, uh, but CrossFit for the public, like I think, I think that's one of the best things that you could do. Like. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't put my parents in it if I didn't believe that it was one of the best things for them. Mm-hmm. And they talk about it. They feel so much better. They go usually in the morning, like mm-hmm. 6 or 6.30 a.m. Wow. And then they're like ready for the day and they feel better and they feel like they have more energy. And I think exercising that I'm not saying they're not doing intense workouts, just exercising in the beginning of the day or sometime during the day mm-hmm. is going to make you eat healthier and make better decisions. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I even feel it when I'm sick or something mm-hmm. and I haven't been able to train for two days. Mm-hmm. I'm already feeling like I have more cravings for unhealthy food. I feel like 
just have low energy yeah. so low energy i feel like i'm almost like i'm getting depressed because i'm not training <laughs> i know that i'm probably more addicted to it than most people right. are but still it's like just those two days i'm like oh my god i need to get to the gym i need to get out of here even if it's just for a walk for fresh air right like i just need it so i think people that stay inside especially if you're working in front of a computer all day mm-hmm. just getting out fresh air moving around jog whatever mm-hmm. i think people will feel so much better to me than just a little bit of exercising a day mm-hmm. and eating fairly healthy mm-hmm. and that's a healthy lifestyle make, for me make a huge difference yes mm-hmm. absolutely awesome well thank you guys so much for sitting down with me it's oh, so good you. to hang out this was awesome yes mm-hmm. and we'll all be cheering for you this season so it'll be thank fun to watch you. thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode i've loved getting to know annie and fred over the years and even better in this conversation the dedication they have to one another and to their training is truly inspiring i'm excited to be attending the meridian regionals this coming weekend and to have the opportunity to cheer both of them on in person do you enjoy working out with your significant other why or why not How do you best support one another in practicing a healthy lifestyle? Let me know in the comments below this post on juliefouché.com. To make sure you never miss an episode and to receive exclusive content from me, head to my website, juliefouché.com, where you can subscribe to my email list. Also, don't forget to share your stories. If you or someone you know has used lifestyle to overcome a serious health challenge, please email me at info at juliefouché.com. I'll choose some of these inspiring stories to share here on the podcast in future episodes. If you like what you hear, don't forget to subscribe and consider giving the podcast a five-star rating on iTunes. Also, don't forget you can train with me by visiting beyondthewhiteboard.com slash juliefouché. I always love hearing your feedback, so please leave comments under this post on my website, juliefouché.com, and share your thoughts on social media with the hashtag JFHealth. Thank you again so much for listening, and I'll catch you next time on Pursuing Health.